I'm not down with the kids. I'm not. I wasn't familiar with Sia before <laughs> this film. I know you were. Yeah. What's the song you always like? I'm gonna swing from the chandelier. Yeah, that's the one, chandelier. The chandelier. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds great. Hello and welcome to the Dan and Joe Film Show, episode 42. It's a very special show today. We've got our midway review show where we look back at the last six months of 2021 and we reminisce. We pick our best and worst films of the year so far. We love this show. And as always, I'm joined by a man who just gets more and more handsomer every single month in 2021. He is the one, the only, Joe Richards. Thank you. I feel very handsome today, actually. Do you? I do, yeah. I've got like... Something going on with my hair today. You know when you have a yes. good hair day? I was going to say, you look like, you're like down with the kids. You've got kind of like the, the, the cool hairstyle where it's yeah. like, um, you know, faded on the side. Yeah, so I asked for an undercut because to be honest, since I saw John Hamm in Baby Driver, oh, yeah. I've wanted to kind of... Great movie. Great movie. Great, yeah. And, you know, I love John Hamm. Since I've seen him in that way, he's got the undercut and the, the hair. Mm. I've been trying to get that. But I went for a haircut the other day and I said I want an undercut. And the guy, I don't know if you've ever had this, but like the guy sort of went, oh, do you mean a fade? And I was like, well, undercut really. And he went, I think you mean fade. And then he sort of just ended up giving me the same haircut as he's got. As if like he could only do one style. He does that for every single customer. Yeah, he's yeah. Like, Excuse me, could I get a short back in size? You mean a fade, right? You mean like a fade, mine. yeah. And like, so like, but to be fair, it's working for me today. And I'm feeling, I'm feeling good about myself today. You look good. I, I wasn't going to say anything, but I did get a little excited in the car. Before you hey, you, you're looking good as well, brother. You know, it's the Thanks. summer season, so uh, oh, you haven't got your legs out today. No, I haven't. No, and just you, you're lucky. You're lucky. I don't know what I'd do if I had my legs out. We know? wouldn't be doing a show right now, you know. <laughs> yeah, you look great. And I've also, I've been um, doing a lot of exercise, been going swimming, playing a bit of badminton just looking after my body and I think it's just great it's great that you feel better in yourself as well I bet like mentally yeah mentally because I think you know when lockdown happened they were like go for jogs and we all love a jog but there's only so much you can get with a jog after a while it's kind of like yeah it's good for you but you want a bit more you want to get wet you want to get in the water and you know what I do when I'm in the water and sometimes I think I'm like Aquaman oh we all know muscles yeah like like Jason Momoa yeah so um yeah, um, I'm feeling good. Both feeling good. Feeling good about this show as well. It's going to be a good show. Yeah, it's always a good one, this one. And it piques a lot of interest for everybody. You mm. know, you go on social media and it is the time of year where everybody's sort of putting their favourites so far. Mm. I think what's really good about this show is that in six months' time, we might have completely different selections. I think that's the great thing about doing a mid-year review is that come uh, December... I might have a completely different film, you know, as my favourite film. You might have a completely different film as your favourite film. And I think it's yeah. just a really good comparison over, over like, the next six months. Totally. And it's gone super quick. You know, 2021 has, I think, gone quite quick. I don't know about it you. Has. It has. has gone really, really has, quick. Yeah. And I can't believe it's summer. But obviously in big kind of, well, I mean, we'll get into this a bit later on. But, like, kind of in big news this week, obviously Fast and Furious 9's come out. Okay. Yeah. Now, we, I really wanted to talk to Joe about this because we've both seen the film. Okay, we're not going <clears> to yeah. review it. But I saw it separately, and Joe saw it separately, and 
Joe, talk to me about your experience because you've been really telling me about how awful it was for you. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, from what you were saying, it sounded like it was the worst kind of experience possible. Um, and we've been complaining about kind of audiences coming back to cinemas, not being the best, have they behaved, not being very sensible, Yeah. Um, you know, minding their P's and Q's. So tell me, brother, I, I, I don't know anything about what happened, but I want to know what you're, happened. You're excited, yeah, aren't you? Because I, I sent you a message last night and I was like, I've got such a good story to tell you about oh. this This And we're saving, it, we're saving it for the show. Yeah, so this is the first time you're going to hear about this experience. And just for background information, do you want to tell our listeners about Nobody, which we saw a couple of weeks ago, just for background? Yes, we didn't review it, but a couple of weeks ago we went to see Nobody in a cinema. I'm not gonna, We're not going to name what cinema. Other cinema chains oh, I, are available. I will. All right, you will. <laughs> um, and it was horrendous. The audience were just groups of, groups of people um, talking all the way through. And I'm, just, I'm not just saying whispering. I mean proper, like not caring about anybody else talking and nobody's a great film it's an action film just sit and watch it but they talked all the way through it they were like really disruptive i felt like i had to be a teacher and be like settle down boys yeah um so that was awful and then joe comes to me and he's like you know dan that might have been awful but fast and furious nine that'll be a completely different story i'm like i don't know joey (laughs) and he was like um i said okay I'm, i'm gonna go see it separately and then Joe took one for the team, didn't you? Yeah, and I messaged you saying that was the best decision you've ever made in <laughs> <Yeah>. your life. <laughs> Going to see it on super screen on Friday instead. I went to see it yesterday at 10 past five or at 10 past five. You would think, you know, you'd get reasonable uh, audience in there, especially on a Tuesday. So I uh, walk into the cinema. I'm on my own. I look up and I see a group of lads about 15, 16, sat yeah. in the very back row with a couple of girls, a couple of honeys on their arms. A couple of honeys on the scene. Yeah, loving life. <laughs> so I thought, oh, okay, here we go. Like, let's see what happens. <laughs> I already yeah. love this so much. So, so I take my seat, and about 10 minutes into the film, which is a standard at this particular cinema as well, in the first 10 minutes, this group of people are sat at the back, and they're talking, uh, thinking, right, we'll just get on with it. When the action comes, Fast and Furious 9, when the action comes, hopefully I won't be able to notice. 10 minutes into the film, the door swings open with the loudest bang, oh, no. and another group of lads come in, again, about 15, 16. And they're arguing at the door, like on the top of their voice, because the film's already started. And they're like, oh, the film's already started. Oh, come on. And the guy's going, no, come on, come on, we'll watch it. And I felt like saying, yeah, the film has started. Don't bother coming in. Stay out. You've missed the most important bits of it, you know? Yeah, so they come in anyway, and they sit a couple of rows behind me. And they're so loud. They're rustling, you know, getting their food out. They're rustling, they're chatting, the girls are giggling. I'm thinking, right, let's just give them time to settle. Let's give them time to settle. <laughs> 20 minutes pass. And this is a long film. It's two and a half yeah, hours. <laughs> I, bet you were, I bet you were crapping yourself. Yeah, you were like, oh, yeah. no. And it was like, so about half an hour into the film, I'm just sat there. And the whole nobody experience annoyed me because you won't essentially want to come to Cardiff anymore. And I just mm. think when it gets to that stage, when audiences are being that ridiculous and loud and just disrupt- disruptive, it's not right. And I had you on the front of my mind the whole time. I'm sat there and I'm thinking, right, I, you know, this is this is not right. This isn't acceptable. And um, half an hour passes. I say I'm going to say something. So I didn't oh, no. just I didn't just turn around and say oh, something. Joe. I stood up out of my seat. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I walked up to them. I walked <gasps> up the steps. Wow! 
and I said to them, guys, I you know you were saying about the teacher thing? I yeah. felt like a teacher. Do it. I went, guys, can you keep the noise down, please? I said, you are taking the mic. And they went, oh, because literally they weren't just talking. They had one guy was like on the row in front and he was like climbing on the chair, what? talking to the girls. Oh, my god! And gosh. I'm like, and he's like, oh, yeah, sorry, I just dropped something down here. And like the girls were laughing. They were like, <laughs> chill out. When one of the girls literally went, chill out. Yeah. And I thought, guys, you are taking the mic. I said, I don't have to get anybody. I yeah. will get somebody. Yeah, yeah. Bearing in mind, somebody had come in and just stood there and yeah. watched them yeah. and then walked back For out. Like two minutes, probably. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. then walked back My out. My job's done. Yeah. Clock, clocking out. Exactly. So I thought, right, let's see how we get on. So I, as a result of this, this egged them on. so basically they start shining their phone light like to try and get my attention oh my god and they're shining their phone light and they're literally banging like they're making noises on the floor so loud and as the action got louder they were getting louder so what was everyone else doing in this so literally there were two groups of like basically lads and then there was one other guy on his own and he looked at you he was like you gotta take this one well well we'll get to that okay alright okay (laughs) here we go so basically they're being so loud, so obnoxious. And what they started doing is walking down the steps and going in and out of the cinema. And as they were going down and walking past me, they were like staring at me as they were oh going down. Oh my gosh, Joe. And one of the guys, they kept doing this. And then one of the guys came down and he goes, um, he goes, all right, mate, like that to me as he walks past. And I went, what? What are you doing? As he walked off. And when he came back in the cinema, this is it now, okay? This oh, yeah. is the moment. He coming back into the cinema and he walking up the steps and when he got to me, he went, um, he went, it's a good film, isn't it? And I just lost it. I went, are you taking the piss? Yeah, yeah. And his heart s- sank because oh. he just wasn't expecting it. Yeah. I stood up. I went, are you taking the piss? Yeah. And he went, what? What's wrong? I just said it's a good film, isn't it? I went, no, you're having a laugh by you now. Yeah. So well I done. walked down the steps. Yes. I went outside, yeah. and with that, two of the other guys in the group were stood out in the corridor. They yeah. just bought, not lying, two big bags of popcorn, and they're walking <laughs> back. And I grabbed a member of staff. I said, "These mate, I said, can you sort these guys out? I said, they, they're just causing chaos in there. Yeah. These guys were like, what? What are you on about? It's not right. It's not right. I said, guys, like, I've been watching you, like, the whole time. Yeah. You're yeah. causing mayhem. The staff member goes, oh, yeah, they are causing problems. We know. And I'm like, well, if you know, yeah. like, get them out. Oh. So with that, he comes in with me to yeah. get these lads out. The lads kick right oh, off. Joe. They refuse to leave. Oh, my god! They're refusing to leave. All of a sudden, three lads come, st- stood by me. Yeah. I'm sat down. They stood above me yeah. going, why are you saying this, mate? Only he said it's a good film. Only said it's a good film. Why are you trying to do this? Oh Guy comes up to my face. He goes, I've paid money for this. Either they give me my money back or you give me my money. And I said, I ain't giving you money. I said, I've paid for this film. I haven't. I ain't got the card. I said, I've paid money. I said, you pay me. I said, you pay me. You're ruining the film. Yes. And they're literally kicking off. They're refusing to leave. One of the boys, he ran to the front of the screen, had a bottle of pop, threw the bottle on the floor and literally went, screamed. On the top of his voice. Oh, my god! With that, this, the guy goes on the radio, security, we need security. Oh. The guy comes in in a white shirt, yeah. tie. They're just refusing to leave. They will, will not leave. Oh, so security's, Joe. like, literally getting them out. And they're literally just kicking off. And they're, like, yelling on the top of their voice. Oh. And, yeah, eventually, 
they left. Oh, wow. And as they were leaving, I felt awful because two of the girls who were with them, they came down and they were like, we're sorry if the boys ruined your film. Oh. And I felt awful then because I was like, oh, my days. Yeah, but choose better boys to go to the cinema with. Exactly. Choose some gentlemen. Right. So the guy comes over then, the staff, and he comes over. He goes, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Mm. Come see me afterwards. I'll give you free tickets, free popcorn. <laughs> I went, mate, it's not about that. No. I said, it's about respect. Yes, Joey. I said, it's about respect. And I said, these kids, they need to learn. I said, why do they come into the cinema and think they can get away with this? I said, if anything, I said, make sure the guy on his own, because I just sat there and I felt embarrassed because I was like, I did not realise. This went on for a good 10 minutes. I was like, I did not realise it would escalate to this extent. (gasps) So this poor guy who had walked into the film and was probably quite happy just sitting through it as they talked and Mm. caused chaos. No suddenly just had all hell break loose around him joe and i just thought i just thought of you dan i thought you know what things need to change we need to live in a world where these people are told you know and they need to realize there are consequences to their actions and all of a sudden i realized i'm very very old um but you know i just thought of you dan i thought i thought of nobody i thought i'm gonna do you know a nobody by year and i'm just gonna go not taking it anymore you are the enforcer yeah they need to hire you You need to go into cinemas and sort it out joe i'm so proud of you wow because you know what you're right and these people who go into these films they don't want to see the film they're there to antagonize exactly and and almost like bully you in a lot of ways and do you know what it's an interesting one because like i said they were playing the big men they were playing like the lad oh yeah. i'm 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 hard mm. all that stuff in yeah. front of these girls or whatever yeah. and it was funny because like i'm twice their age yeah and like the moment that i said are you taking the piss mm. you could see they suddenly switched to children yeah, yeah. Totally. they were like they suddenly switched to like oh i'm i'm oh, what were you doing you know like mm. and I, it's just an interesting like weird thing isn't it like they play the big men and then it's not until you confront them yeah that they show their age and they show yeah. like you know that really they they're scared yeah. you know what i mean yeah afterwards i spoke to the staff i did say to the staff i said look i understand you're short-staffed although there were three of the guys stood at the ticket booth yeah i mean come on my mate dan i said he won't come here anymore and they literally went yeah they're like <laughs> they're like their people are animals we'll who come in out here. the zoo Sort out the zoo. Exactly. So I just thought, I thought, well, I'm going to oh, save it for the show. I yeah. want to tell you live on oh. air um, just just so that you can get the full experience. Oh. Because, yeah, and I just thought if you had been there, you would have been sweating. I would have been a damsel in distress. You would have had to take charge. They wouldn't know what I've done. But does that inspire you? Next time yes. you're in the cinema and people are being loud, are you going to go up and say, stop taking the piss? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because, you know, it only takes one person to start a movement, Joe. That might be you. And anyone listening to this at home, you know, you can be that hero. Yeah. You could save a whole screen of people. And get in touch. Like, let (laughs) us know. Like, let us know your worst cinema experiences, what you think about the this sort of thing. Because I think we were talking in the car here. Mm. Since lockdown, it seems to have gotten so much worse. Because I think I think all of us have missed cinema, but there are still little things that we haven't missed. I've had a few experiences so far where I've gone, oh, I wish I'd watched that at home, which I yeah. never like saying because yeah. we love cinema. But you're right, mate. Yeah, let us know. You can tweet us at uh, DJ Film Show on Instagram and Twitter, and we're on Facebook under the Dan and Joe Film Show. So get in touch. After that, mate, I need a Xanax. Yeah. Viva la resistance. Viva la, res- Viva la resistance. More so, I think we need a glass of wine because it's time for Dan and Joe's headlines. 
good evening. I'm Dan. And I'm Joe. I think it's fair to say we all need a glass of wine after the last six months. Or even a bottle. So what? Who cares? I mean, I've had six before we've even recorded. <laughs> Much like its annoying cousin, 2020, 2021 has been a bit of a roller coaster so far, and cinema has been no exception. Well, it's been non-existent here in the UK until May, but what have we learnt since being back? I'm glad you asked, Joe. Well, you know those people who arrive late for a movie, talk all the way through it, and are constantly on their phones? They're still around, Joey. We've got to look out for them. But thanks to Pixar's Luca, I found just the way of dealing with the situation. Do you want to know? I, yes, please. Okay. I turn around to them and I say, Silencio, Bruno! And it works every time. Anyway... What have been the big film headlines of 2021 so far for you, Joe? Well, it seems there's been a real theme this year of two foes battling each other. We had Godzilla versus Kong, the Oscars versus ratings, and Zack Snyder versus a reasonable film then. He doesn't like those 90 minutes, does he? He really doesn't know that 90 minutes exist. (laughs) Absolutely. Rest of the paper. Um, just this past week, F9 became the most successful blockbuster to open with $70 million in its opening weekend. Wow. That's the highest opening since The Last Jedi back in 2019. Remember that? Apparently, they're currently shooting a 10th Fast and Furious movie, um, you know, about time, where Dominic Toretto and the gang drive a 1970 Dodge Charger into a black hole, because why not at this point? Just go for it. Just go go for to it. town. <laughs> On a more sombre note, though, many truly great actors have tragically passed away so far this year. I think we should take a moment to remember them. We've got Christopher Plummer, Cecily Tyson, and, of course, Sears Career. Yeah, rest in peace, Sears Career. That was a tough one. Absolutely. That, that really, was brutal. That was really brutal. Um, and that is Dan and Joe's headlines. Now grab some wine! Okay, it's time to talk about our best and worst films of the year, starting off with Joe's worst film so far this year. And it does tie in a little bit to uh, Sia's career. That's all I'm going to say. It really, truly (laughs) does. This is music by Sia, who I'm not down with the kids. I'm not I wasn't familiar with Sia before <laughs> this film. I know you were. Yeah. What's the song you always like I'm gonna swing from the chandelier. That's the one chandelier. The chandelier. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds great. I hope the music is better than the film music. <laughs> So, yes, this is the much-talked-about and very controversial music uh, from Sia, her directorial debut, and it's sort of a a musical, I guess, and it revolves around the central character of Kate Hudson, uh, uh, who plays a character called Zoo, and um, she is basically... A bit of a down and out, you know, mm. she's, uh, you know, a drug dealer, really only kind of truly cares for herself. She is suddenly um, asked to look after her sister, played by Maddie Ziegler, 
She's going places. She's going places. Who plays the titular music, and obviously uh, she suffers from severe autism. And it's a it's a journey through sound and space, and it's all about these two people connecting um, through music. And um, yes, here's a clip. Is that a Sia wig? Sia? No. Is she here? Nope. Who's that? Drug dealer. I... Drug dealer? Is that you? Are you the drug dealer? Yes. Hi. Can I be of service? Hi. 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 I, uh... She's the drug dealer. Yeah, she's the drug dealer. Evelyn says you're, uh, um, the angel of drugs. Yeah, and you're having a party? <laughs> no. Oh, no. Those days are... Whoop. Um, we're doing charity now. That's right. You know what we're gonna do with the drugs we buy from you? We're gonna send them to Haiti because there's been an earthquake. Oh, yeah. Yeah, all these buildings fell down and children's bones were dislocated. And it's really sad. Yeah, now they're trying to put them back together and they've only got Tylenol. There's all this red tape, even the Red Cross can't get in. And that's where you come in. We're gonna buy a shitload of pain meds and put them on my private plane. Meow. Charity. Yep, it's a good day for a drug dealer, isn't it? So whatever you can get before tomorrow, we'll buy. All right? Really? Yep. Okay. Pop stars without borders. <laughs> nice. Is it too late for the Oscars to take that? I mean, come on. I mean, it did very well at the Razzies. It did. Their bones are dislocated. <laughs> you, know, you picked a cracker of a clip there, I've got to say. I, yeah, I mean, to be honest, it's finding a clip which is appropriate <laughs> yeah, as well. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, Because yeah. it caused such controversy when it came out from, you know, the autistic community. And I completely understand why. It did feel very, very inappropriate and just so incon- ill-conceived and... Just like the performance from Maddie um, Ziegler was just so misjudged, like to the point where it was painful, like I physically felt in pain. And I remember at the time when we reviewed it and I said, you know, the 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 way she researched the role was watching autistic kids have a meltdown on YouTube. Okay, the conversation about should... Um, people who aren't on the you know spectrum play autistic people you know same conversation that we've had plenty of time yeah, you know yeah. should should straight people be allowed to play gay people things like that that's a deeper conversation obviously i admire uh, rain man i admire dustin hoffman's performance in that film yeah. but at least he did his research he went out there and crafted a, a performance which didn't feel as ill-judged as this maddie ziegler just seemed to like have no i don't know if it was any direction from sia mm. or just a, a, an attitude of laziness where it was just like i'm just gonna watch youtube mm. and youtube autistic kids having a meltdown uh, just wholly inappropriate and really as much as you know the performance is dreadful the the kind of onus is on sia you know she should have made sure that that, that performance was well crafted i know they've worked together before so i understand why she wanted her in the lead role but you know she should have done more to make sure that that performance was crafted to the point where it wouldn't cause such an outcry um so you've got that first and foremost and then you've got the other performances which are dreadful as well you've got kate hudson 
you just get the impression that she just wanted to work with Leslie Odom, Odom Jr., fantastic actor. Yeah. Again, you just get the impression that he was attracted to the film for Sia and maybe like the music and, and things like that in it rather than maybe the subject matter. And it, speaking of that, you know, it goes into strange territory like with AIDS and everything like that. Mm. It just, the plot itself away from the dreadful performances, you know, we've got this, all these different weird subplots with like the neighbour and it they just, aren't tied together well enough and it's just a mess of a movie and I remember sitting there and it felt like uh, 12 months had passed you know (laughs) it really did it felt like a year of my life and it did sort of make me consider what we do you know I thought (laughs) oh really I thought I thought this is wasted two two hours of my life right mm. now. Doesn't justify the abuse that people have had online. You should never no. get to the point where like you're threatening to kill somebody. No. Like chill out a little bit. But I can see why you know certain groups have been offended by it. It's just a bad bad movie on every level, and I don't think I'm going to see one as bad as that the rest of the year. But this is interesting because. You didn't love it, no. but you thought it had elements which didn't deserve maybe as much hate as it was getting, right? Yeah, and like maybe in years to come, I will finally come around to say, okay, it's it's not good at all. But I watched it again for this show. I tried to watch all the films that we're going to be oh, talking nice. about again. I think it's important. And I still don't hate it. I think um, you're totally right. I think it's inappropriate. It's ill-judged mm-hmm. by Sia. And I think Sia is the big culprit here. And I think what's interesting is Sia is really respected in kind of the music industry. Yeah. Um, she's an artiste and she has this style. Um, but you're right. She just didn't know what to do as a director. You know, this is her first film. And I think she wanted to kind of make a, a music video kind of a combination of that and then a, a story into it. And which I think could have been done. She could have done it as part of her soundtrack. Yeah. You know? And I mean, we, we've seen that before. Like yeah. Michael Jackson, he did it back in the day, you know, mm. and I... I would admire that. Like, if that was the intention, but it just seems, or everything just seems lost in translation. You know, you've got these weird characters coming in and out mm. who don't really serve a purpose. No. And I think I, I, I said at the time of the, um, of the initial review, you know, if that's what she wanted to do, like, if she had a concept for, like, uh, like a, an album or something like that of songs and she wanted to, like, make a series of music videos, mm. like, do that. Yeah. But, like, to try and do that and then sort of make a coherent plot yeah. around that, it just doesn't work. Totally, totally. And I, and I do think, watching it back, the, the whole dance sequences don't work. They're edited so poorly into the mm. film. And there's actually a scene where Marty Ziegler's, like, in meeting Sia at the fashion house and she goes to the wardrobe and then it's a cut scene to Kate Hudson. I'm like, well, what happened, you know? Like, was there trouble? What's going on? Was there gangs in the cinema? We don't know what's going on here. I don't think Sia made something to offend people. No. I, I think that's what the, actually the worst thing about this is that it is made, I think, with good intent. I think she wanted to make something that's light and colourful and vibrant and shows autism in a positive way. But you're right, she didn't do the homework. She, she didn't. She didn't do the revision. She didn't have someone on set going, that's inappropriate. And of course, we're talking about the whole restraint thing, you know. Yeah. Um, and, and watching that again, I totally get that. And I think it was so uncomfortable for me to, for me to watch. And how they embrace it. How it's yeah. like, well, that's what you do. And you're right, you know, like, I, I love Leslie Odom Jr. I think there's something going on. I think he has a kind of interesting subplot, but that doesn't get developed enough. I disagree. I like Kate Hudson in this, and I, I watched her again. And I, I do agree. I think she did it because it was directed by Sia. 
And she, it's an Oscar Beatty performance, isn't it? She's an alcoholic. She's a drug dealer. But I think she gives it her all. I really do. I... She was so wrong about it, though, yeah, isn't she? Yeah, yeah. She, she thought it was going to be an Oscar-worthy, yeah, like, role. Totally. And I think, this, you know, her and Leslie Odom Jr., they have a nice chemistry. There's some lovely songs in it, I do think. And like I said, I don't think it's a hateful movie. Unfortunately, um, it is such a sensitive topic. When it goes the wrong way and you, like give it everything it can go really the wrong way so i totally get what you're seeing and maybe one day i will think this is the worst film but not for me saying that i'm so you know i'm glad you chose yeah this. i mean you did you didn't love it no you know you still there's you still have your reservations yeah. and that's absolutely fine yeah. like especially if you like her music i imagine there are good things to take oh, yeah. out of I it i was bopping i was bopping away oh yeah yeah definitely well there we are then so Potentially could be your worst film of the year. We don't know yet. Yeah, I mean, hopefully <laughs> hopefully, I won't mm. see anything worse the rest of the year. But well, you can never be too sure. You never is, can. Is, is Stuart Brennan got a film coming out? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Salma Hayek does. Here we go. Do you know what I just realised? I'll treat this as a lovely road trip through Italy. And I'll just pretend that you are still my devoted husband. I am. And you, Breeze, you will be... You will be the human luggage. Yes. We are now on honeymoon. First of all, it's a mission. Second of all, and just so we're clear, I promised my therapist no bodyguarding. So I'm not protecting either one. This is not mission. This is honeymoon. Hey, eyes on road. Eyes on road. Babies need to be created in a stimulating environment. I must be aroused by sightseeing, shopping, fine dining. But we are officially on honeymoon. For real? Did she say fine dining? Yeah. Let's not do that, guys. Let's just focus on the road here. Oh. All right. I got it. No, it's fine. You guys just, you guys have at it. Maybe feather the break a bit. Maybe feather the break a bit. Oh, doesn't it sound peaceful and relaxing, that, eh? <laughs> just what you need. So if you don't know, my worst film of the year so far is Hitman White's Wife's Bodyguards, and which we did review, so I'm not going to speak too much about it. We did review it very recently. I, I made a statement. I was like, it's the worst experience in the cinema I've had for a very long time. And yeah, I stick to it. You know, I think um, the first film was successful. You really enjoyed it. I think there were bits that I liked as well, you know, thinking back on it. And they were like, let's make a sequel because it made loads of money. Um, let's have Simon Hayek in here as well. Let's have the three of them, Ryan Reynolds, Samuel Jackson, go out, you know, globetrotting different countries. Sounds fun enough. The action's hard hitting, but there's just nothing there. It's so weightless and really kind of inappropriate again and, and really not funny at all. And, and you know, you said in your review that, you know, how can Ryan Reynolds be so annoying? And he manages to do it here, he you does, know? He really um, does. It's just the dialogue, the cast are terrible. It's not just the director. I think the cast are awful. Morgan Freeman feels like he's sleepwalking through the whole thing. He turns up halfway through. Um, Antonio Banderas is just the most archetypal villain. I mean, there's yeah. nothing to him. And I wanted to go in this having fun, you know, to summer blockbuster. But oh, I just found it so irritating. And um, yeah, that's about it, really. But uh, you, yeah. weren't, you weren't a big fan either. And you loved the first one. Yeah, I thought I thought the first one was great. And I think the problem with the sequel... And it sounds strange for what it is, but there's just too much going on and at too quick a pace. It's an action film, I get that. But, like, there's just too much going on. And actually, when it slowed down and when it was just Samuel L. Jackson and Ryan Reynolds, 
I thought it worked okay, yeah. but there's too much. And Sama Hayek, I, I read an interview with her recently, actually, and she said that she had to push. Do you hear about this? She had yeah. to push the writers so that her character could be going through the menopause. But I did not get that no. at all in the film. Yeah, because apparently she's supposed to be like in her 50s. Yeah. Um, but she can't have children in her 50s. It was very strange. Yeah, so I thought, well, that sounds a lot better than yeah. her character arc in, in the film. And yeah. I was like, if you've pushed for that, you really haven't achieved that at all. No. And I think it's a shame because if I feel bad seeing it, but the film worked better when just Samuel L. Jackson and Ryan Reynolds, I think it would have, you know, if Salma Hayek's character had been developed a bit better, had a lot more to do than just be reduced to that stereotype of, ooh, I've got big boobs. I think like uh, it, it could have been a lot better. Yeah. But yeah, I like I said, it's completely weightless, completely lifeless in terms of uh, Morgan Freeman. Had no idea what was going on a lot of the time. You know, he's trying to destroy the EU or something like that. Yeah, um, don't we all? Eh? Yeah, uh, especially if you're Boris. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I I thought I didn't think it was the worst film, nope. but I didn't laugh once, mm-hmm. and I think for a comedy. That's not very good. I'm just glad there it? wasn't any autism in it. Oof. I know. I'm glad Maddie Ziegler didn't show oh, up. Oh, yeah, she didn't. So that's our worst. Before we get to our best, um, we took to social media this week to ask you what your favourite films or least favourite films of the year so far have been. Uh, do you want to take it away, Joe? So, yeah, a lot of people have gotten in touch, which has been great. And uh, as we always say on the show, if you have got any opinions, any views, mm. then please do tweet us at DJ Film Show. I'll start it off with Matt Price, mm. who has said that um, he's not not seen many films released this year but he has to go with wonder woman 1984 luca mm. which i know you know we haven't talked about no, it i love it but you love it i love it and raya and the last dragon nice. so disney are doing well disney in uh, doing matt well. price's eyes absolutely uh what about the twinkie has put promising young woman obviously we love that sound of metal and a quiet place part two which is interesting yeah and he's yeah. given an honorable shout out for greenland as yes, well, which we was really good. Greenland 2 come in on its way. Oh, I can't wait. Gerard. Yes. Of course, Scott makes the ending a bit better now. Um, Claire, our good friend Claire, at Claire Ellen Hope, who's been on the show. Another shout out for Promising Young Woman. Mm. And she did say, not sure if you guys know that I like that film. Obviously, she gushed about it yeah. on our uh, Oscars special. Um, she's also said The Mitchells versus The Machines, which is absolutely brilliant. And also a film called Ninja Baby, mm. which I know nothing about. But no. if Claire's seen it and loves it, then I'm sure it's great. Oh, sounds interesting. Um, and also Will Crabb's been in touch. Uh, he says The Father, In the Heights, and Judas and the Black Messiah are my highest rated from this year. Yeah. Uh, Josh Barton, our good friend Josh, uh, at Barton J2410, says Sound of Metal. It's great oh, to get yeah. a, a shoe in for that. Definitely. Uh, Promising Young Woman, again, yeah. really, really popular. A lot of love for Carrie Mulligan. Yeah, and again, Judas and the Black Messiah, which um, which you've seen recently. You saw we did see it on the big screen. Brilliant, didn't you? yeah, I totally agree. Really good. And finally, last one, uh, this is at presenter Alex. What does he present? Hmm, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Put, you know, get in touch. What do you present, Alex? <laughs> <laughs> Um, 
So, uh, presenter Alex has put, has to be Mitchells versus the Machines, Shiva Baby, and if it counts, Bo Burnham's Inside. So, have you seen that, Bo Burnham's no, Inside? No, I haven't. Have you? So good. Is it? Yeah, I we don't... We love Bo Burnham with the yeah, show, don't we? I mean, I don't know if it counts, like he said, because it is a comedy special. Yeah. But it is so good. You so can I'm have glad. it. You yeah, can you can have, have it. it. You presenter have Alex. <laughs> Brilliant now. Um, now on to the best of the year, and it's Joe's Picks now. And this is, again, a film that we've reviewed recently. Like, literally um, on our last show. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you know, you get it twice, deja vu. Yeah. Um, so take it away, Joe. What has been your favourite film so far this year? My favourite film of 2021 so far has been In the Heights. And that this is the film adaptation of Lin-Manuel Miranda's uh, hit Broadway show. It's a musical set on a block in Washington Heights. And it's all about the communities, like uh, life and hopes and dreams. And it's just a brilliant extravaganza of sights and sounds. Here's a clip. Hello? Holy... Phone call. Lotto office. We sold a winner yesterday. What's the payout? Ninety-six thousand dollars. Holla. Yo, I'll be a businessman richer than Nina's daddy. Tiger Woods and I on the links, and he's my caddy. My money's making money. I'm going from pole to modo. Keep the bling. I want the brass ring like Proto. So who won? The point is not who won, but that we all had a sueñito. What? Now you talking crazy, boy. So, yes, that's a great clip there, I think, because it captures just the energy of this movie. I totally. just think this film has got that brilliant summer energy to it. Like, it's a perfect summer film to go and watch. You know, like, when you've had, like, a long day out in the sun, maybe mm. you had a beer or two, yeah. cold beer, been for a bit of food. Yeah. And like, oh, what's on in the cinema? Mm, yeah. Oh, in the Heights. Like, yeah. that's perfect ending totally to the day yeah. you know it's just it's set in summer building up to this lockdown um lockdown oh, no. covid on the break oh. blackout um Poor people in, in in the city and i just think it's great it's got that energy and obviously there's been a lot of talk about it has it been as successful as people had hoped maybe not there's a lot of reasons for that maybe it's hbo max maybe it's other things you know it's had controversy um whether or not it's represented the black latino community enough i think it's a shame i get people's frustrations but also you know you have to remember that this is a massive step up for representation in general anyway i just think the music is incredible i love lin-manuel miranda's lyrics um i just think the lyrics are witty and just fantastic the performances are outstanding uh the choreography 
just everything about it I love and I'm taking my niece to see it tomorrow night nice and I can't wait for it to see it and I you know hope she loves it and I get people's reservations about it it is long and you haven't had a chance to talk about it on the show no, yet. No, no. It is long, and I get people's reservations. But if you go in, and if you're swept up with it, which I was, mm. I feel like you don't feel the length as much. No. But I know you went to see it, mm. and you did feel the length in places. I did, and I don't like to say that because, you know, F9, I didn't feel that because I genuinely felt like the pacing was really good. Um, but, yeah, the first hour loved, loved the musical sequences, loved, you know, kind of the choreography, the set pieces. Yeah, the second hour for me, kind of the pacing went off. I didn't know quite direction, what direction it was going to go into. Um, there were certain characters I really gravitated towards than other. <clears throat> Benny. And, yeah, you know, love Benny. And um, you're right, though, it is a summer movie. Like, it makes you want to just take your top off and go in the pool, you know, and have a cold one. <laughs> and get sunburned and be all red and all hot. <laughs> Yeah, that's like my holidays. That's my holidays. Yeah, absolutely. It does. It has that party atmosphere. Mm. And it's great. You know, you see all these clips of like people in the cinema dancing to it only in America. Yeah, obviously. Or maybe in Cardiff uh, with some of the audience members. Um, (laughs) (laughs) A little shade there, Joe. Um, But you're right. You know, I I thought the music was infectious for the most part. And yeah, the whole controversy. I mean, you can find controversy in anything, can't you? Um, I completely disagree. not today, Woke Police, not today. We're not having it. We're not having it today. I think after watching it, I can't remember the last time it was such a diverse film Agreed. in cinemas. Right? Agreed. Yeah. And, like, you know, we've got to remember this, okay? We've got to remember that, like, we, we are making these massive strides. I feel bad, like, yeah. Manuel Miranda's had to do an official apology, and I get it, representation matters. Yeah. But, like, let's not forget where we were, even, yeah. like, two years ago. Yeah. Um. You know, we are making those strides. We are making progress. Mm. So let's just appreciate mm. those changes. Let's appreciate it and build on it. But let's not make it too controversial. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's my film of the year. And um, absolutely love it. If you haven't seen it yet, go out and watch mm. it on the biggest, loudest screen mm. as possible. I'll tell you a time that wasn't diverse, 1939. Those were the times. <laughs> um, and that is uh, the setting of my favourite film of the year, Six Minutes to Midnight. There's been an alliance between England and Germany yeah, for many years. What sort of Englishman would accept a post teaching Herr Hitler's League of German Girls? The Führer would have us, My father is Deutsch. I do not like surprises. They are the daughters of the Nazi High Command. As soon as there's movement, we'll take the school. England can be an unforgiving place if you happen to be German. It can often be hard to tell who someone really is. I have a list of Nazi conspirators, English traitors. This country is at war with Germany. Germany can't afford girls to be captured. Can you assume that you haven't been compromised? I have to stop this. My girls are not the enemy. The German, aren't they?
Honest there. That was a, a clip there uh, from Six Minutes to Midnight, which is my favourite film of the year. Nobody saw it come in. <laughs> I didn't. But Joe was like, what? And this was supposed to come out in cinemas last year. And then back uh, this year in March, they just released it on Sky Cinema. All the best films go to Sky Cinema. Did you know that? Yeah, the yeah. new Zach Braff went on there. Looks good with yeah. Robert De Niro. Yeah. <laughs> For Robert De Niro. So this stars our girl, Judy Dench. Oh, we love you, Judy. A cat <laughs> is not a dog. <laughs> Oh, we love you so much. This stars Judy Dench um, and Eddie Izzard, who's great to see here. Um, it's set in the summer 1939, uh, just as the start of World War II is taking place. And basically, it depicts a boarding school which raised young girls. And it's actually they house and raise daughters of Nazi officers. Eddie Izzard comes in to basically um, investigate. He's an undercover spy. He's posing as a teacher. He speaks a little bit German, too. And he goes into this boarding school, basically, to try and um, find out what they're kind of playing up to, whether Judy Dench is in. Into, um, into all this kind of conspiracy and also trying to make sure that the uh, these Nazi girls do not flee with um, intel from Britain. Yeah, I was not expecting much from this. I said to my mum, Liz, I said, come on, Liz, let's watch this. because we, oh, we love Liz. We love Liz, and it's right up her street. I mean, anything in World War II she loves, and so do I. I'm a real sucker for these period films. The trailer looked exciting. It also looked very predictable. It looked like, oh, okay, we know where this is going. And for the entire runtime, I was absolutely glued to the screen. And I, I don't know why. I don't know how. <laughs> Um, because oh. this, I did watch this at home. It's not particularly a film maybe I'd rush out and see. I just found it, you know, it didn't go for me into the same kind of, um, you know, conventions that we've seen before. Every time I thought I had the film sorted, I was like, ah, this is going to happen now. It went in a completely different direction, which I loved. Eddie Izzard's character in it kind of does get framed for something. We think, oh, we've seen this before. But again, it just manages to kind of subvert those conventions from what we're used to seeing. He's incredible. She's incredible, I should say. Just delivering a fantastic performance here. Judy Dench is also great. Uh, she's kind of the headmistress of this boarding school. And I just found it so intriguing and gripping. And this old school kind of British spy conspiracy story, you know, Something we don't see often at all. I thought it was just excellently paced. I, I really was on the edge of my seat. And again, I didn't see this in the cinema. I saw it at home and I was completely hooked. I, it ended and Mum and I just looked at each other and we went, wow, that was fantastic. That was so good. Had my cup of tea, had my bourbon <laughs> with me, <laughs> oh, which yeah, you need did. to have watching this film. I mean, this is a Sunday afternoon film. And you've got Jim Broadbent here. He was really cute. Um, you've also got Carla Jury who, you know, again, there's a little twist with here at the end there. Um, again, it's filmed in Wales, which is really, really nice to see. Um, some lovely scenery and locations. I just really, really fell in love with this film. And I know it's shocking and people are going to be like, why, Dan? Why have you loved it so much? I mean, the reviews aren't particularly great. I just felt like it was tackling a genre we don't see much of nowadays. It's paced brilliantly. And I was just swept up into the drama, the conspiracy, the intrigue. I just loved it. Uh, and I know it's not a political film. It's not a film that's going to, you know, trying to raise awareness of something. It is just a, a story about during World War II. It's about British uh, spies. And I just loved it. So if you get a chance to watch it, I mean, you have now TV or Sky, trust me, go to your nan's house, right? Make her a <laughs> cup of tea. 
You know, uh, sit down on the lovely sofa, have your bourbons with you, or whatever, custard creams if you like, if you're partial to those, and just enjoy. But I, I'm sorry, I love this film. Do you have to watch it with your nan? Yes, it's compulsory <laughs> viewing. Yes. Uh, um, you know, I didn't because at that time she's a bit nervy with it, but I will yeah. definitely, when she's comfortable too. I'm going to sit down. I'm going to. I'm just going to say, "Come on now." Ask me got... the first thing you're going to do. It is totally, totally. Just watch that. Yeah, but you've seen this, haven't you? Yeah. What did you think of it? Because I have no clue. Oh, I hated it. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. Oh, phew. I thought I'd scare you a little bit. I there. was about to leave then, Jim. Yeah, I I'm know. done. Well, that's that's your film <laughs> of the year. Um, no. So I I have seen it. I. I did see your rating of it before okay. I watched it. Oh, there we are. And I've got to admit, I was exactly. I was like, "What?" I was like, five yeah. stars." Yeah. I was like, "Really?" And like, I watched it, and I thought it was fine. I mm. thought it's middle of the road. Okay. I've got to admit, I did think it was middle of the road. Well done to a point mm. in terms of you know, like you said, a period sort of World War Two thriller. I think you have got this fascinating like really incredible true story there which on paper should be far more thrilling than i actually found it i think i had hoped that there would have been more of eddie izard at the school mm. and i haven't seen it since i i saw it you know however months back many oh, months back a revisit is overdue i think uh, yeah maybe <laughs> but i remember there was like a period of the film where it felt like Eddie Izzard just ran around in a field for like half yeah. an hour. He, he joined the brass band. That <laughs> yes. took me back. Yes. Took me back to my cornet days. That's right, because he joins the brass band mm. and then he's like running in a field. Yeah. And, he, and he, he, he disguised himself in the brass band uniform. I went yeah. five stars. Yeah, I mean, that bit was quite good, actually, yeah. when he's like, when they're walking up and down the pier mm. and, you know, you've got him being chased. But that happens very early on. Mm. It felt like he's in the school for about like five minutes and then he has to, like, he's running around the f- the fields and stuff, the rest of the film, his character. And I think what is really, they touch upon it, and it, it's in the trailer, although in German. I think there's a moment in the film, the implication there is obviously what is sexuality. Mm. And there's a moment in the film where two of the German girls are speaking in uh, German and basically saying about him not being man enough or whatever for the Führer. And... I thought that was an interesting notion as well, and I wish maybe they had developed that a little bit more. I love films which deal with the concept of masculinity and this idea of a spy who is perhaps gay and you know has to go into the lion's den, essentially, uh, of this school full of the daughters of Nazi commanders and stuff. I thought that that's a brilliant idea, and I just felt like everything was there, but it just didn't seem to work. And like I said, there just seemed to be a lot of him running around uh, the the fields and, and with Jim Broadbent on the bus. Oh, yeah. You know, and then he goes to Jim Broadbent's house for a cup of tea. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, OK, this is this is fine, but I'm not I don't feel tense. That said, the ending is quite suspenseful. I think there are moments of suspense through it. It's certainly not bad. I, I gave it three out of five. I, I thought do. it was perfectly, like like yeah. I said, Sunday afternoon. Yeah. I would watch it again. I wouldn't be adverse to watching it again. Mm. I just think I wanted more, mm. and I wish it had given me mm. that. 
I think, yeah, I, I, I agree with what you're saying. Maybe a custard cream would have solved that. That's all if I'm my say. nan had been about, yeah. maybe. I oh, don't know. Maybe bless, yeah. maybe watching it with my nan. I yeah. don't know. But, yeah, I, I look, there's no judgment on this show. No. No. All right? Uh, no whatever judgment. shape, size you are, whatever food taste yeah. you have, whatever film taste mm. you have. Yeah. You know, there's no judgment. So I'm not going to judge you, you know, based on mm. midnight, five minutes to midnight, or whatever it's called. <laughs> Uh, six uh, six <laughs> seconds to uh, infinity. What's it yeah, called? Yeah, whatever yeah. it's called. But That's no, thanks, mate. It's all good. It's all it? good. It's, it's all, all good. good. I just can't resist that Judy Dench. I mean, it'd be awkward if it was music. Yeah, can you imagine? <laughs> yeah. Plot twist. Yeah. I've been lying all along. Maddie Ziegler's here on the show, everybody. Oh, that'd have been oh, awkward. A bit awkward, just a little bit. Um, and that's all we've got time for on today's show. I cannot believe how fast it's gone, Joe. What, the 2021 or the well, show itself? Both, yeah, both. Yeah. Going so quick, almost as fast as this show. But like we said before, please get in touch with us. Follow us on Twitter at DJ Film Show and also on Instagram. Uh, you can catch us at DJ Film Show. We're on Facebook under the Dan and Joe Film Show. Let us know any of the top picks this year, any of the best films you've seen, even the worst films. You know, don't hold back on Sia. You know, yes. the damage has been done now. Have at it. <laughs> Oh, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No death threats. No, though. no, please, please don't. And also, we've got some exciting news, haven't we, Joe? We have. So now we also have a account on buymeacoffee.com. Yeah. We love our coffees. We love our coffees. We literally yeah, have cheers. coffees right now. So if you have enjoyed what you've heard today, just go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash DJ Film Show. You can follow us on there. And um, if you would like to pay for a coffee for yeah. me and Dan, you know, when we go to see films like uh, music and, you know, <laughs> Fast and Furious 9 yeah. uh, with awful audiences. Mm. The coffee uh, helps that, The coffee yeah. helps. So you can contribute up to £5 or more. And, um, yeah, head over to the page. We will be posting our shows and regular updates on there. Um, so if you like what you've heard and would like to contribute, mm. uh, then, you know, we would greatly appreciate that too. We certainly would. And if you uh, have liked this and want to listen to all our old episodes, they're on Mixcloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all good podcast streaming services. And we'll see you next time on the Danjo Film Show. Thank you very much and goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.